Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour Podcast. Today we are talking about a very Cosmo-y topic. I bet you think I'm going to say sex, but I'm going to say beauty. (laughs) I am here in the Cosmopolitan.com unicorner with our beauty team, Carly Cardellino, Senior Beauty Editor. Hey, Car. Hey, guys. Hey. And Brooke (laughs) Shunatona, who is our Associate Beauty Editor, and you may also remember her from the episode of the podcast where she talked about living like Kylie Jenner for a week. I sure did. (laughs) can't introduce you without saying that and we are very excited to be joined by the one and only Sir John who you guys probably who needs no introduction but I will introduce him anyway (laughs) Royal Paris's celebrity makeup artist who has worked with basically everyone Beyonce Chrissy Teigen everybody er everybody (laughs) Carly Klaus Khloe Kardashian who am I forgetting Joan Smalls Naomi uh, I mean Iman we got a few girls. Is it yeah. is it easier for you to name people you haven't worked with? Um, <laughs> is that a short list? I want to work with. Yeah, no, but you know, it's 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 cool to just not know these these girls because they all like sort of mark a chapter or a punctuation in life. So these are like time capsules. These women for me. That's that's so interesting. Yeah. And speaking of time capsules, we were talking about this right before you came off the air, and yeah. we have a lot we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about sort of the biggest beauty trends in 2015. We're going to forecast the biggest beauty trends moving forward. We have a million questions for you about all of the famous ladies and makeup that you do and sort of makeup in general. But we have to, you know, the story you were just telling us about how you got your start before you, before Beyonce, um, you know, when you were growing up in New York, talk to us about getting your start. Uh, Okay, cool. So, um, you know, where we started, where I started, we basically been in school for arts forever. I went to school. I was a painter for a long time. I have these, I even have tons of little pictures of myself when I was six with like easels and all this other kind of stuff so i've always had a working knowledge of color and brushes and mediums um i went to college for art history long story short i went to i started freelancing for mac when i was like 19 didn't know about makeup but a friend was a model she needed me to do her makeup because she knew it was an artist um the photographer who had to capture this moment said hey listen can you come back next week for 250 dollars? i'll pay you 250 dollars in cash at the time i was 18 years old 19 i'm like you can pay me to do this, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be back, and yeah, I'm and struggling. Fifty dollars is like the most money you've That's heard so, of. That was yeah. beyond. Yeah, you're yeah. like making that in a week, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Fast forward a couple years uh, in New York, and I left makeup altogether, and I started doing the windows. So I started doing visual. Um, was the visual merchandiser or men's merchandiser for uh, Gucci for a while, and then I used to do the windows for Bergdorf Goodman and Barney's. Um, bendles for holiday and so, like i think we have a lot of like non-new york 
readers listening, and I think they kind of get that, but like that yeah. is just the thing in New York City. It's like all the department stores, especially around holidays, these elaborate window displays. Yeah. People come from near and far just to gaze at the windows. And Absolutely. it's so creative and artistic. And yeah. really, I mean, the way I understand, you probably know more about this yeah. than I do, but the way I understand it is like you literally have teams of people that are spending an entire year planning like the holiday windows. So true. It's honestly, it's it's creating a story. So it's, it's you know, it's, if I look at art directors and I look at stylists now and what they do on set is they create a story they create an illusion uh, sort of some sort of fantasy world that they want you to be a part of mm-hmm. and and visual that's what we used to do in merchandising so um i was there and then i ran into a buddy who i used to work with at mac back in the day his name is Yadim. he's a makeup artist um he now has a contract with maybelline and he says hey listen i need your help i'm working with this lady named pat mcgrath I had no idea who pat was mm-hmm. um and is it possible if you could meet her she oh, needs an hey, extra <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Just, you know, can you can you meet her and she possibly needs an assistant an extra assistant so i was like yeah sure whatever you know so i met him at a show and in new york and at that show uh she asked me hey listen are you gonna be in italy two weeks from now and mind you, I didn't even have a passport at the right. time. You're I hate like, to say. I am if you need me there. So I was <laughs> right. like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be there." <laughs> <laughs> and um, so basically, I left that show. Uh, at that show, I met Naomi Campbell, and you know, everyone's like, "Don't talk to her. Leave her alone. Leave her. You know, by herself. Don't go and bug her." I'm like, "No, I'm gonna go say hi. I'm gonna introduce myself. Like, I've sort of idolized this woman since I was young. You know, yeah. there were no other people who um, of color that you can identify with when you're growing up in a small town. So." You know, looked at this woman and I'm like, oh my god! So I introduced her myself to her. She's like, okay, and and why are you? You know, right. <laughs> but a week later, she called me and you know, she asked me to sort of follow, be with her for in Milan and Paris and and things like that. So she was my first celebrity client. Wow. Uh, basically, so I met. That is insane that she was your first celebrity qu- client yeah. and that this ended up happening because you essentially like decided to be ballsy and walk up and introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah, you, you got to It's it's honestly it's all organic and you got to have good energy. You have to be confident and um. You have good energy. Uh-huh. Like, I yeah, feel really like know. yeah, <laughs> like I'm like okay, like I would also hire you to. Be <laughs> yeah, you the resume. Yeah. But I could see that. Nice, I mean that you. I could see the way that you just like get along with people right yeah. away. Yeah, no, honestly, it was it worked to it worked out, and so I met Pat and in Milan about two weeks later. I had to rush out of that sort of meeting, get a passport rush. You I, literally I, went to the like DMV or whatever wherever you go I, by the grace of like of, of God. I got there and. A friend who was standing and he was actually staying in Milan. He was staying. He was working for Goldman Sachs and he said, "Yeah, you can crash on my couch." This never happens. Like the stars were in alignment. Yeah. So got to Milan. The first show was Dolce. After Dolce, she took me to Prada, and then after Prada, she kept me with her under her wing for a while. And then after that, I met Charlotte Tilbury, who is still a big mentor to me now. She's the one who introduced me to um, uh, Beyonce at t- 2010 at Tom Ford's first women's wear show mm-hmm. backstage. And I mean, honestly, these women have been like the women are the reason I'm here. Right. Yeah, basically, yeah. And mm. I think, um, fun fact about myself, I was an <laughs> art major back in the day in school, but I do think yeah. it's really interesting that you come from an art background because yeah. really beauty is art. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, and I think this is part of your legacy of sort of like really understanding color. And, you know, that really is not to say that coming up in a beauty background, you don't learn those things, but I feel like your specific background is part of what has made you so successful. Yeah, you know, um, 
Well, what, this is not a problem. A concern I have for people who started out at just makeup counters and, and go into whatever is that I feel like even as a makeup artist or as a beauty professional, you should take an art course. You mm-hmm. should, you know, take a, a painting class. You should have some kind of unorthodox view of what beauty can mean. And it doesn't just happen to do with an eyeshadow right. or blush. But, you know, how do politics influence beauty? How does, you know, the history of art or the world in general influence your aesthetic? Right. And this happens when you have a broader knowledge of you know, um, references and, and things like that. When you're on set and you're, you're you know, looking at an art director and they bring all these boards and uh, inspiration right. to the set, you should say, yeah, well, I was inspired by, you know, George O'Keefe's uh, watercolor or wash mm-hmm. of color from 1912 and this and that. And all these elements for this dynamic just makes you more appreciated or having, you have you have a point of view. Sure. You know what they're talking about. Yeah. Right. Like, you're oh, not yeah, like, I know uh, what that is. You're not yeah. like, oh, I got to Google this fast. Yeah. Right. It's not I just, know what that means. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. not just about. Like a sneak Google on your phone. Absolutely. It's not just yeah. about learning contour or learning how to yeah. apply your eyeshadow or some tutorial. It's about understanding the history of what why we came to this, why, how a Cleopatra's wing dye right. influenced Elizabeth Taylor's and Elizabeth Taylor's influenced yeah. Kim Kardashian's. And Kim Kardashian's influenced mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody else's. That's how it works. That's right. how it works. So I want to ask you a million more questions about that. And I, so let's come back to that at the end of the cast. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to like take a moment to, speaking of looking back, not so much at historical references, but looking back at 2015, I would love for each of you beauty experts in the room, and I have my own idea, even though I'm not a beauty expert, okay. but to sort of throw out what you guys think was sort of the most defining beauty trend of 2015. Brooke, you want to start? I, for sure. I don't know why, because you're sitting across yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, no on the problem. spot, on the spot. I think it was a really big year for hair color. Mm-hmm. People were, you know, like opal hair or My Little Pony pastel hair or like bleached hair, as Carly knows. Like it was all about doing kind of just these really bold statements with your hair, I thought. Yeah, no, for sure. I also feel like it was the year of contouring. I mean, everyone was contouring the shit out of their face. It was like we were seeing all these different techniques being used and like crazy ones like clown contouring and just like hair contouring yeah hair (laughs) it's just like you're like all kinds of contouring and and you know like i'm glad that in 2016 it's kind of moving away from that i know i'm jumping the gun here lisa but i feel like it was it was a major year for contouring but i was gonna you know i think in some ways contouring has been around a while but yeah. we reached like peak contouring it felt like in 2015 yeah. you're nodding your head I can tell you want to jump in yeah so <laughs> honestly can I be honest with you contouring yes. started back in the day contouring started from honestly it was something Grace Jones did mm-hmm. and back in the day her makeup artist she wanted to be painted like a cat so she wanted extreme contour she wanted extreme highlights you know mm-hmm. and she wanted this triangle here and, and that dynamic so this sort of all sort of came in a sense from like that factory girl Andy Warhol era where right. Jace, Grace Jones was running around with Barbara Streisand right. and now and it was it meant just, to be a little like theatrical it was meant to be theatrical mm-hmm. it was meant to you know give a sense of illusion or aspirational quality right. to the shapes of your face and you know fast forward a couple years right. we have it's it's basically like the Olympics of contour now, yeah, <laughs> right. And it's set to a certain extent, and it's taken over the world. But I feel like in the future we're going to dial down away from these aggressive forms of contour, and there's going to be a sculpting or an invisible contour. Invisible contour or sculpting is the that. new, i.e., the new way to get the same message across. It sounds Amazing. sexy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's almost like contouring but without trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or contouring without seeing. You know, stripes. It's yeah. Not, like this is not the Daytona 500, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, we want to. We want to contour. We want to slim down the cheeks or make the nose prettier or this kind of thing because we are in such a selfie obsessed generation. Right. It is about 
making sure that there is a level of perfection now that we need mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. so than ever before. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, talk to me. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's just so funny. Carly and I were just randomly meeting with like our friends at Apple and they were like running through pre-fashion week, like t- tricks for taking, you know, photos on your phone. Mm-hmm. And like one of the things they were really talking through was with the like 6S phone that came out, how they were like, it's designed to take better selfies. And they really sort of refinangled the way the yeah. camera works in that facing you mode. And giving it a flash. Right. And like in some ways it's kind of embarrassing, not like embarrassing, but like, you know, it's kind of funny to hear these people from Apple who make like worldwide beloved devices talking about wanting to help people take better selfies. But that's so real. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a sign of the times in a sense. And also you have to realize that who's driving this? And it's, it's not, you know, these techies, these guys don't care. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and this speaks to the trend I'm going to bring up next is that it's women and you know the fact that there's this community of listen i have well i for example you were talking about trends i think that the biggest trend for 2015 was liquid lipstick or liquid mattes Mm -hmm. so liquid mattes were so impactful i mean you had everyone coming out with them and all these different lines and all these different shapes but the cool thing about it look at kylie jenner for example yeah the cool thing about it is the fact that i see all of these you know before instagram you know, Instagram has given light to so many new entre- entrepreneurs right. and so many young girls who say, hey, listen, I have a million followers or I have 500,000 followers and they like the way I do makeup. Right. So I'm going to put out a lipstick line. I'm going to put out a line of six matte lips. And this. I've seen so many companies grow from three colors to an actual company and they have an office now and these kind of things. So that just speaks to the empowerment of women and girl power in general. Right. You know? And I think about like, I weirdly every podcast end up talking about my age is like my favorite topic <laughs> besides beauty. But um, so I'm 31 years old. So at the point when I was a teenager, like obviously the internet was around. I'm not that freaking old. But you know, it was just, I never wore makeup in high school because, you know, like I would, I subscribe to every magazine under the sun, so you get your monthly sort of how-to. But the way on the internet and the way on Instagram, you can just discover these really fun, sort of inspiring and very real and authentic ways that people around the world are making themselves up and having fun with it. Like, I feel like it would have, I really think it would have changed, like, my entire trajectory as a person. Because as I said, I was always a person that was really interested in art. And I feel like when I was a teen, I didn't connect that to beauty. Mm. Like, it wasn't, I just, like, didn't get it. You know what I mean? And I feel like now, if I were 16 today, I'd probably be, like, trying to have some, like, beauty YouTube show. I know. I'm really upset I didn't do that because I remember when Michelle Phan did it and I was like, wow, I was telling you this the other day, Brooke. And I was like, no, this girl, like, you know, she started on YouTube. Like, that's crazy. And just thinking about it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, she's a billionaire and I'm not. And I'm like, I really should have. Yeah, with a makeup line (laughs) and like everything else. And it's just like, you know, everyone has the opportunity. Like, that's the great thing about this day and age is like everyone has the opportunity to do this. But it's like about being consistent and like actually doing it. And, yeah, and you can, it, girls, it is hard. The like, people props that have really them. done it are working their butts oh off. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. But you know, also, and it, it's free. Yeah, it's free. It's free. It's, That's why it's, it's so crazy. It's like, a, yeah, it's free. It's and so it's crazy. also a point of view. All these girls have a different point of view. Right. And I mean, and they, someone else identifies with them. But one thing that's really cool about this platform and social in general is the fact that there's no distance in space and time between, you know, I love that it break down, breaks down so many cultural barriers, so mm-hmm. many age barriers. I mean, you can, all these girls, have, they just have in common a lipstick or a blush or an mm-hmm. eyeshadow or a mm-hmm. liner. They don't, it doesn't matter if you're getting ready for a date night in Dubai or for like, you know, if you're in Korea, just at your vanity. Right. There's this, there's no, you can teleport yourself to anyone's anything. And yeah. there's, I yeah. mean, from Africa, from Harlem to Hong Kong. 
Right. So that's so cool to see this melting pot or this mosaic of all these women coming together in the name of a lipstick. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You really do feel like unified. It's really, it's so really true. interesting. And just having this window into the entire world for sure. And yeah. I think that's like a good transition. We talked about the big, um, we talked about the lipstick and the contouring and the crazy hair colors being the big trends for 2015 um, and how social media is so inspiring for all of us. So I'd love for you guys to say, like, what do you think is going to be really big in 2016? And I can kick it off by saying something that we just wrote about. I think, Brooke, you wrote about this on the site. But Pinterest, um, also a great ground for sort of like beauty inspiration, they said that searches for coffin nails, which is basically the like Kylie Jenner shape of nail, have been up 69%. So they're Basically saying that is the big thing in 2016 that everyone's going to be obsessed with. You're shaking your head. <laughs> oh, no, man. no, no. I'm just I'm laughing at the uh, the the impact of the Insta girls mm-hmm. and it, and it's lore into. I mean, they you know it's it's so interesting to see. Like you know, a couple decades ago, it was all about the supermodel or the the six pack. You right. know, the pack of like Claudia and Linda, Naomi, and then and then you know later in the 2000s, you had superstars like Rihanna and Beyonce that, who still are here. Mm-hmm. But now it's a the, the Insta girl. I mean, the girl mm-hmm. who basically, you don't have to, you just have to have women who identify with you, which is empowering in itself, but right. it's so cool to see the impact. I mean, look at Kylie Jenner's lip kit. Oh yeah. It's sold yeah. out. Unreal. It sold out in nine minutes or something like Unreal. that, right? Which I is, mean, we tried to buy it. It was like sold out in seconds. Which we is so obviously cool. got one sent to us, but we were, you know, also just one day. Yeah. 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 I mean, I gave it to my brother's girlfriend and she literally screamed for like 20 minutes. Like my yeah. brother was like, take it down a notch. Like it's a yeah. lip color. <laughs> it, she like this lost is her changing, mind. It's changing the landscape of business. It's changing the landscape of how we have a marketer's market or, and just the attention span of women or people in general. So it's a really cool time to just be in the game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think sort of like, you know, I think part of the I am obsessed with the Kardashian and Jenner is like obsessed. We literally did a whole episode of the podcast where we just talked about how obsessed I am with them. So I could go on forever. But like I will say that like in the context of what we're talking about and the sort of like shifting sort of like icons of women in pop culture that I think so much of their I think there is a lot of things appealing about them. But it really is consistency. Like they just post all the time. And I think that's the same way you think about you know Jennifer Aniston being America's sweetheart and that was because for the 10 year run of Friends people were used to seeing her every Thursday on their television like I think yes there is so many star power is such an X factor that people have to have but I also think you have to couple that with like consistency like you need to be in people's faces all the time I mean you have to be in it to win it whether it's the lottery or like your Instagram (laughs) yeah you know what I mean like or even like dating like you gotta be like yeah like out and about or like on a dating site or like there. on your like Instagram all the time consistent, like and that's the YouTube people too yeah. like you know when they're coming out with wow. uh a segment or you know a new video yeah. and you look to that I say that since I oversee social media for Cosmo I say that when people come to me and they're like I want to build up my personal Insta following and I'm like everyone wants to build up their Insta following no one wants to do the work yeah. right right. And actually people do want to do the work but I think <laughs> it's, it's sort of, of like work. you can't just post like once a week if yeah. you want to build your following yeah. yeah I mean I don't even have a big following but people are like your following's like jumping and I'm like yeah I'm waking up I'm I'm making sure it's a good photo I'm posting it at like in the morning then at lunch and at night it, yeah. it is a job yeah. it's like Brooke knows like we'll sit here and take a picture for like 35 minutes and be like oh where did the day go but it's like it takes a long time sometimes to make 
you know, like a picture of like props of like an Apple phone and like some flowers and like a cool pencil and a chic notebook. And it's like, it's not, this doesn't just happen with a one-off snap. Mm-hmm. You know what? And the cool thing about it is that everyone, they, they don't realize, you know, young girls or boys or whoever, we don't realize is the fact that everyone's playing producer slash art director mm-hmm. slash, oh, yeah. I mean, you are the curator of your of a lifestyle. Right. And these are channels. You are a NBC or HBO or whatever you decide to be. Right. And treat it as such. It's a, it's a huge mega platform, mega m- microphone or yeah. megaphone, if you will, right. to your life. So make it a good one. Right. Yeah. And I liked what you were saying when I um, interviewed you. I interviewed Sir John earlier for a story that's coming out on the site. So it's, it's like you have to Cosmo and we're like, do this, we're do like, this, do this. It. I'm like, do, do my, my makeup. makeup. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Help me. But Fix you were saying, you know, basically like everyone can be their own brand and you know like you're playing like publicist you're playing art director you're playing makeup artist but you you know you have to cater to all these different people and personalities and and what you put on your instagram is really a reflection of your brand you know and it's it's a direct correlation to not just your personality and you know and what you do and how you hang out and who turns up with you on friday nights but what your views are, what's your story, what's your point of view? Mm-hmm. So do you have a point of view? Mm-hmm. Do you have a perspective that's interesting? Um, and that all plays out visually somewhere in this lifestyle you curate for yourself via uh, Snapchat, via Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all these dynamics sort of run parallel. I think that is, yeah. speaking about 2016 trends, is kind of a segue into something that I think will be interesting to see. You know, Instagram is hugely popular with our demo, obviously. But, you know, Snapchat is just on fire right now. They're like, they won't even like talk about how many people are using the platform because wow. it's so through the roof. But, wow. you know, everyone sort of knows that Snapchat is so much more important now than it was a year ago when it was just like 13 year olds sending like naked photos or whatever. <laughs> but I think it will sort of be interesting to see how the very low-fi Snapchat aesthetic sort of influences beauty trends. And, you know, you already, you think about sort of like the blogger beauty aesthetic, and it's very manicured, very polished, this dream lighting. And that is so the opposite of Snapchat, where literally they, like, you know, downsize your photos so they, like, look crappy. But, you know, we're already starting to see, I noticed this as a social media editor, you see people saving their snaps and posting them to Instagram. And I kind of, like, would be interested to hear you guys say, like, do you think there's almost going to be sort of more of, like, a dirty grittiness to beauty because of things like Snapchat and because of that sort of, like, lo-fi nature? Or do you think we're not there yet? Okay, I'm going to let you guys take it away before I go for this one. So go for it. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's. Did really, I just blow your mind? I don't know. I was just kind of like, oh, how do I respond this? Um, I feel like it's very interesting because you know we look at stories and it's like sometimes like really polished fo- photos do well for us, and then sometimes we'll like put you know kind of like we'll embed someone's Instagram that's kind of grittier and a little it does more well. like so, just authentic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I kind of feel like you know sometimes a girl might take a picture and be like, you know what, I'm gonna embrace my you know like I just woke up like thisness mm-hmm. and you know and then sometimes she's like, like I'm gonna do like this more polished picture right but I feel like the whole joke of I woke up like this is of course no one look, woke, yeah, up no like one woke up like this <laughs> you know that better no than one. anyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know like I feel like in 2016 like we're seeing this like more like we're embracing our natural yeah. like we're embracing our natural texture of hair you know like even Victoria's Secret allowed one model to go down the runway with her natural texture and that was and that was like a big deal and but it shouldn't be a big deal it should be like 
everyone, you know, should be able to think, kind of come to the yeah, platform I think, how they are. Yeah, I think with the Victoria's Secret moment, which was such a big beauty moment yeah. last year, and I think on one hand it was like, finally, finally, yeah. but on the other hand it was like, thank goodness, and like, yeah. you know, let's see even more of this. You know, also the news just last week about Barbie releasing the yeah. new... Yeah, new skin tones, new eye colors, new body shapes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same thing, too. It's like, on one hand, it's like, come on, it took this long. And yeah. on the other hand, it's like, good for you guys. Well, even Girlfriend, with, like, yeah. foundations, like, you'll know this oh the best. God, yeah. It's like, you know, women of color, they're just like, where is my foundation? The the people are out there, like, mixing together nine different yeah, shades to be so like, true. finally, I found my shade. They're like right. at-home chemists at this point, yeah. you know? It's like... And the model who had to bring her own foundation yeah. to... I was spoken that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you, do you want to take it away? Back to the Snapchat thing. I think that, honestly it's kind of bringing a humor to beauty mm. or like a realness and everyone's embracing being lazy now. Um, which we do lazy girl hacks Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I love the idea of humor too though because yeah. I think there is something like from the outside, like I know and love all you guys, but I think from the outside, you know, the beauty industry is serious, mm-hmm. which is partly because it's a huge, huge business and yeah. because people are very serious about the way that they look because it's so connected to how you feel. Yeah. But I sort of love that observation about it getting a little more fun. Yeah, like putting a sassy caption on a Snapchat, you know, like or yeah. highlighting something on your face, like circling, I don't know, just something right. funny that you snap to your friends and then yeah. Instagram. I think it's kind of taking it in a new direction. Yeah, and even I think on Snapchat, like I feel like you see a lot of that, like putting on my zit cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even sort yeah. of that idea of not being afraid to show the process of it. Like it's like, yes, I want to look, you know, hot AF in the Instagram I post yeah. that's mm. totally flawless, but like, I'm also not afraid to show you that there are steps that lead up to that. Exactly. I mean, I think that it's like, it's so important to remember, and we have, you know, you here, it's like so important that it's like, you know, none of these girls, you can, you can, you can look at like Lively's hair, you can look at, you know, Beyonce's face, you can look at, you know, anybody and just be like, wow, like I really want her hair or her makeup or her skin or whatever. But, you know, just like you said, literally no one wakes up looking the way they do when they walk out the door. And I I think it's a a good thing to remember (laughs) for these (laughs) girls. Like, (laughs) like Lively, even though she has gorgeous hair like that she's born with, she also has a ton of extensions in sometimes. And it's like, you can't achieve that without these tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and people who are literally their whole job in life is to make sure that that area of you is perfection. Yeah. Or is, you know, is, is aspirational. It right. Is. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Snapchat. Yeah, the Snapchatization of yeah, yeah. the Snapchatization. <laughs> so I'm on, the, I'm on the fence, guys. So maybe we can, you know, when I leave here, I'll possibly be in be a different swayed. situation. Yes. <laughs> but so I don't have a Snapchat because of the fact that I'm just, I mean, and maybe I'm going to, you know, everyone has Snapchat. So oh everyone's God, snapping around me. Can we sign you up for one? I would yeah. love to, actually. I think I might do it today. <laughs> do I might it do it today. Oh, my God. I'm so serious. I'll do, a yeah. snap. I'll do a snap today. But I just feel like. Bang on the table. So I'm a little confused on how it works. But also, I, I do love a level of beauty perfection yeah per- personally so this is yeah. you know I, I might get a lot of booze or whatever because you know <laughs> in this like raw indie beauty kind of moment right now which is so cool it's sort of like a throwback to flower power-esque days mm. um and the 60s it's almost like we're politically you know the landscape in general there's so much change it's sort of reminiscent of the 60s yeah but i'm gonna say that uh I wish there was a flash i wish there was better light in snapchat yeah. i like a level of aspirational quality so right I'm not the guy for as 
for the raw as much as my next person. So I'm right. an Instagram person. I like Periscope. Periscope is cool because right. you can see the process of me taking someone from zero to 100 real right. quick. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Do you know? Yeah, and um, also relevant for you yeah. is Facebook Live is basically like never, exactly like Periscope. They just announced yesterday that they're like unveiling it to everyone on Facebook, but yeah. it's really similar to Periscope and I think you'll love it because okay. there tends to be like a bigger audience on Facebook. We should do one of those with you too. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, so okay, that's We're interesting. You We're holding you hostage. <laughs> You can't leave. But um, okay, so some mixed. We're not done, are we? No, 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 no. No, it's so fun. I have a million more questions. Um, I feel like that was a really interesting conversation. And um, so I have a million questions for you. And one thing you've brought up a few times, Sir John, is this sort of political climate that we're in. And I, I have to be honest. I feel panicked about the upcoming election. It's such a circus. It's so crazy. I feel nervous and scared. And but that's all an aside. The question here is like, how much does what is happening in the world affect your creative process? And when things are negative, which like there's been a lot of negativity in the world recently, like how does that impact something like beauty? Wow, this is such a loaded question. I got chills just now just thinking about it. Because I do too. That, I have goosebumps. Because we're, honestly, this is the coolest time to just be alive. This cool time to be us and mm-hmm. you know our age and, and have a voice and have an opinion. And Instagram is a platform or social media, uh, Snapchat, to actually express a point of view, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and through a lipstick or through whatever, and you have to realize, let's look at back at history. So, you know, in times of war, back in the 40s and 30s, mm-hmm. women, lip, lipstick, when uh, we went to war, lipstick sales went through the roof. Yeah, so right. a woman needed, she would go and buy, a, you know, a can of lipstick when her husband went to war, but this gave her an emotional, fuzzy, warm feeling inside. Right, so, literally getting goosebumps. So, yeah. so uh, cosmetics are war-proof, they're uh, recession-proof. Mm-hmm. When we have, you know, if you look back recently at 2008, when, you know, Bush was leaving office and our economy went, you know, basically tanked, right. cosmetic sales went through the roof again. So sometimes, and if you look at fashion, headlines get longer when there's war and all these other, other kind of things, but um, it does play such, you know, politic, the political landscape or just a landscape of life or things that have nothing to do with beauty impact beauty in such a major way Mm -hmm. and if you look at also things like um for example there's this you know uh this this moment where uh, people are feeling you know proud to wear their natural hair like you Mm -hmm. said for victoria's secret or you know things that are happening and uh there's this you know black lives matter or the in the movement where there's this you know trump brought out this anti-muslim rhetoric Mm -hmm. and it doesn't speak to what the people are this it's not indicative of the people Mm because we're all in a situation where we're all together right now we're all social media you look at social media we're all one right and so you have these people at the top who are creating this division but we don't feel it from where we are do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i love the fact that i can i can look at a, a, a celebrity who you know like a like a beyonce and and know that, hey, listen, we're going to just do natural skin and, you know, you're going to embrace your own natural texture Mm -hmm. and hair. And that is direct correlation to what's happening uh, on a global level right now. Right, right. That's more than important than ever. Yeah, it's more important than just being glamorous. But how can I make the women who who don't feel glamorous, how can I make the women who are are misrepresented or Mm -hmm. the women who are being ostracized maybe in Dubai when, you know, this whole... Uh, moment that we're having with the East and this villain, you know, to villainize the East. I love those girls, and, right. and you know, I love the Middle Eastern women. Their approach to beauty is amazing, and we can learn a lot from them as Americans because they are a throwback, direct correlation to the 1930s mm-hmm. when women had vanity still, and they cared about making sure their brows were meticulous and their lip liner was perfect. Mm-hmm. This is the Middle Eastern girl now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's yeah, it's true. it's such a mosaic or back and forth of we're we're taking ideas, we're sharing ideas, and. 
Um, I don't feel the division that we are told that's happening. Right. Through beauty, it's like so connected, you know? I'm so glad you said all of that because like I have been feeling so sort of like discouraged and just like, oh my God, is this the world we live in? And I'm glad that you feel hopeful. And I love the idea of beauty sort of being like a shining light and like a way to sort of like remind us that we're all connected and we can borrow inspiration from each other. But I love that we all have that platform that like you can, you can show it through your clients and like on your Instagram and on their Instagram and we can write about people like you and, you know, just other instances that are happening. Like we all need to use these platforms, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity makeup artist or a superstar to have that voice yeah, you know the, the thing about it is the cool thing about the template or the climate we're in now is that the voice is coming from below it's not coming from above yeah so i like first i think we're jumping ahead but i'm inspired by the girls who are the insta girls or we came up with joan and i came up with the purple matte ball lip a couple mm-hmm. years ago from a girl in korea just trying out matte red, red matte purples on her on her like lunch break right. yeah that and was so sick, by the way it's so, so indicative of like the fact that the girl who is who thinks she has the least power these days actually has the most voice right well i think you yeah, know i did want to ask voice. you that and like i think we've you've kind of already answered the question i wanted to ask you but you know so many of our readers and by our readers i mean myself turn to celebrities for beauty inspiration and so i wanted to ask who you turn to but it sounds like you're turning to the readers i turn to the readers man um i mean listen we're you know we're backstage at fashion weeks we see all that stuff and which is beautiful and polished and 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 it's but it's one perspective Mm -hmm. it's one designer's interpretation of society Mm -hmm. or you know the look or the look and the mood and the feel of the season but it's so cool to go in my phone on my break or Mm -hmm. like you know while the girls are like getting dressed and see the world and see what Mm -hmm. every girl is bringing to the table so how you know a girl in russia is turning me onto a completely different lip shape or mm-hmm. a completely different way to lift the eyes than I could ever possibly get from being backstage in Paris. Right, yeah, right, cool. right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so a lot, on a kind of a lighter note, I feel like it's there's nothing more real than like looking at a picture of yourself from 10 years ago. I feel like I always look at my pictures from college and I'm like, why did no one teach me about eyeliner? Like I was a disgusting beast. <laughs> but that's beast. how everyone was doing it at that time. Yeah. Don't get too down on yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's easy everyone to look back at same. those old photos and be like, ugh. And I would love to know if you ever look back at like old celebrity oh, looks you did and be like, hmm. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was, I was talking about, I was, I was actually at um, Condé Nast yesterday, on, and we were talking about. Uh, I was going through my book with someone, and certain things, as you know, as a professional in the beauty industry, it doesn't matter if you're a stylist, it doesn't matter if you're a hairstylist, if you're a manicurist, whatever. Even as an editor, you can mm-hmm. always look back and say, "Oh my God, the story yes. I did in 2010." <laughs> is like, and you sliding down your seat and just embarrassment. But um, no, I do look at some of my work, and I, I, honestly, I've looked at the growth. So there's more or less. I'm, I'm not looking to pull it apart because there was a time and a place for why that was relevant right. in yeah, that that's time. True. You know, that's true. But I'm looking at it like. Uh, you should have made sure that these the lashes were a little bit more separated or took a comb mm-hmm. through the lashes. You should have taken a little bit more time to brush up the brows. Right. SJ. Or there's all this growth <laughs> that I can <laughs> there's all this growth that I can look in an inventory through, you know, the old work that I've had and um and also the cool thing is the fact that yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I and think so, that's a good point though. Right. It's like learn from it. You know, right. obviously like you know, just like you, I said to your brows, like right. they were like that for a reason. All your friends probably looked like that too. So right. you yeah. were just like, you know. Look at the exactly. 90s. I mean, can I be honest? I'm going to bring it way, way, way back. Go back. I used to, I'm not sure if you guys seen the movie Dope or anything like that, but no. I used to have uh, the highest box, oh like Kid and Play no. in like 90. Like, and I used to have uh, Easy E written in the back of my head okay. at yes. one point. I mean, this is so old school. I'm bringing it back to like Coca-Cola sweatsuits. I'm an 80s baby. So. Right. 
I'm I'm 30. I'll be 34 July. I'm 33 now. I'm born in 82. And I feel you. I mean, the 90s were all about just trial and error. Yeah. Trial and error. And, but <laughs> the good thing is, we didn't have social media. Right. So it's all hidden in right. some dark place no in the past. No. <laughs> On actual photos. On actual photos. Photos. <laughs> At a store. Like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> yeah, Brooke is a babe. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> also, if you don't know what Sir John looks like, he has like the dopest shaved head. So oh. yeah. to have like a, a very buff. high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Ox is like, we get a stare right totally. yeah, but. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Um, so how often do your yeah. celebrity clients come to you and say, like, I'm kind of feeling like this kind of vibe? And how often do they come and sit down and be like, work your magic? What are you feeling? Um, it's 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 back and forth. And, and honestly, can I be honest with you? The same woman can come to me and a three day if I'm with her all week or if we have a press run or if we're doing a tour or whatever um, the same person can come to me one day and say just sit and just leave herself completely render herself helpless mm-hmm. and then the next day she's like I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to make sure it's this way and we need to lift this line or this way right so but the cool thing about the women that I'm working with around you know these women they know their faces like the back of their hands right so but it's my job to know it better right do you know what I mean so right. it's like they know that they can look in it's it's a different thing when a woman yeah. can look in the mirror and say, Nope, the paparazzi is gonna photograph me and this is gonna be even or this blush is gonna make my cheeks look too full right. or this kind of thing. But I need to know that, hey no, it's gonna be okay because it doesn't have any shimmer, so it's it's gonna absorb light and not reflect it. Right. Or this is gonna lift and it's not gonna pull your face right. in a downward position. So uh, you just got to know your game. You got to know your, your thing. Right. And if you're not learning any longer as a makeup artist, as a hairstylist, as a beauty professional, you shouldn't be here anymore. Right, right. Because there's always something new. You got to And yeah. this is the best place and time to learn and because we're learning from everyone. Right. Yeah. And cameras are getting more high def by oh the God. day. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> and now it's like the 3D cameras and Scary. like, yeah, Scary. virtual reality. Wait, on um, that point, how, yeah. do you, how do you avoid like that scary white reflection from from powder yeah um, i had it happen one time okay it was bad and it happened <laughs> to me in italy with naomi and um i was in a hurry like when sometimes when you know you're done with a girl's makeup literally as soon as you turn around and grab a brush for powder her publicist has taken her hand and rushed her onto set right. or wherever and so you're running so i'm running with the quickest thing which happened to be this invisible white powder at the mm-hmm. time and, and it's never invisible. It's so, never like, invisible. beauty companies, stop saying that. <laughs> well, I have, I have, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I have one company that makes invisible invisible, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys later off off the record. Okay. But you gotta log on to Cosmo.com to figure it out. Yes, thank you. Um, that was but, amazing. Yeah, you're hired. But, but one thing is, it's the cool thing is that you, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you you finish it in a certain way. There's trial and error. So, right. uh, you know, we all have failed. There's the biggest hairstylist. It doesn't matter who you are or yeah. how seasoned you are there's been a, a mishap right. or two that's made you better. Mm-hmm. And without these mishaps, you're not stronger. Right. I think that's Love also that. a good point, just to like, tease out what you're saying, that like these celebrity schedules are so busy that like it's not necessarily like you get two hours no. to sit down with them. Like I feel like it's probably always like running after them, moving locations. Like You're really on the go. Babe, this, this makes me sad because, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm always, I mean, you know, hair gets a lot of time. You know, hair, because we live in a situation or a time, place where there's extensions and there's color and there's this and there's that so hair is you know all hands on deck right and then styling is you know i need to i need a fitting or i need this or that but they're always looking for makeup to be like the bippity boppity boo from cinderella (laughs) and but you have 10 minutes you have 20 minutes and you know what the bad thing about um 
what Beyonce told me. She's like, the bad thing about being good, Sir John, is the fact that when you are quick, no one's going to really give you much more time. Right. They're always going to expect. Yes. Uh, right. You're always thinking, you know how we are, are like, you know, listen, I'm going to hit the snooze button. Right. Because I know this express train is going to get me to work quicker. Right. Or I'll be okay in those last five minutes. But when you have a quick makeup artist, you're like, I can sleep an extra five minutes or I can take my time with my coffee now right. because I know SJ is going to whip it up really quick. Right. But that's bad for me, though. Yeah. Like, let yeah. me, and you know? I feel like it's like, you know, as soon as you can do it in 15 minutes, then it's like, can you do it in 14? Can yeah, you do it in eight? Can you do it in three? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's that thing that makes you sort of sad yeah. body. but you know what listen those these are champagne problems right right I love that Beyonce said that to you though because I feel like there's that famous like quote that floats around like Instagram and whatever that's like you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce <laughs> it's like but do we she's magic uh, yeah she has help she's actually yeah, she has hands she has hands she has hands free because she has help yeah, yeah that's true um, do any of your celebrity clients, again, like, I feel like it's so common, like, every time I get my hair cut, every time I, like, whatever, I'm like, here's a picture of, you know, whoever, whoever. Do celebrities talk to you about other celebrities? Like, remember oh, that, that looks, lip? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, like, are they just you? like us? I think that, to be honest, it's the opposite. A celebrities want to stay in a, in a space that's uh, completely novel, in a novel direction. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, when you're with one person or you're with a big see models are different than celebrities mm. so you know you can have the biggest supermodel in the world and they're just like I'm a canvas just create something beautiful mm. I'll wear it I'll own it I'll make it my own right do you know just by this you know maybe the, the gown is different but when you're a celebrity your, your, your whole thing is different because you have a look and you have a feel and you have a, a sound right. or you have you know you're an acting style so, um, like set the trend, yeah, way, yeah. I feel yeah. Like. and kind of stay true to your like vibe yeah. or whatever it's the, your character really. in your lane, too. yeah. So, if you're robbing from the left or the right, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of you can it's visible, yeah, right. that's true, yeah, more so than a model, right? Right, right, yeah, Interesting. Well, that's true. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, so some actually. Wait, I have to ask a question yeah. about this because, like, as I'm saying, like, if I go and get this my hair cut or whatever, <laughs> and like, yeah, I bring a picture. Why is it? I feel like everyone has had that feeling where you're like, oh yeah, I want, and like, I haven't had my makeup done professionally that many times, but a handful. But I'm really thinking more of hair. Where you're like, I want this and this and this, and the person's like, hint, yes, hint. I got you, I got you, and then like you just leave, and you're like, is this even what I said? Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, I sometimes feel like with some of the people that I'm speaking to, it's like they're speaking a different language. And I actually feel like, I know you're a makeup person and not a hair person, but I feel like for our listeners, they probably especially feel that way with hair. You know what I mean? When you're like, I want it to look cool and like side volume and like the blogger haircut and then you leave and you look like you have like the Rachel from Friends. Oh my God. That's a bad reference. (laughs) What is that? Guys, but you know, I'm I'm gonna give you a quick thing to take home and this this shouldn't happen to you again. So it's all about chemistry and it's all about communication. So just like communication helps your relationship work, it helps your friendships work um even at your job whatever right friendship i mean i'm sorry uh communication is key to the relationship between you and your hair colorist right the person who cuts your hair right um the person who you know does your makeup or or things like that uh you have to realize that you know listen i'm gonna expect when i'm talking about a haircut i want when i'm talking about a makeup application i want i'm not gonna leave any guesswork there's there's no guesswork here right so i'm gonna bring a visual i'm gonna talk to you uh, about the look almost in a way where i don't think I'm going to assume that you speak Japanese and I speak German. Right. So I'm going to make sure that there's no room for error. So I'm going to bring a visual. I'm going to show you this is how much hair that needs to be taken off. Right. Anything above this mark is a problem for me. This is where we run into a problem. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you have this open, if you have, if you're very good at communicating with your hair and makeup, there shouldn't be so much room for error. Well, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I've started basically, like, this has kind of worked over the past, like, year or two, where I've started literally being, like, after we talk through, and they're like, I feel you, I feel you, being like, can you just tell me exactly what you're going to (laughs) do? Like, can you walk me through exactly what you're going to do? Because I sometimes feel like they say they understand what I'm talking about, but I don't know how to speak the beauty language. Like, I'm a terrible communicator. As you can all tell. And so I need them to come back and say, like, exactly what you're saying. Like, I'll take this much off. I'll do this. I'll, like, wing it out this much. And that's kind of helped. But also, that's that's a really good point. And to, you know, that verbiage, that communication. So once that communication, you know, and that could be in the sense of, hey, repeat it back to me. Mm -hmm. Show me. Can you, uh, you know, I had to say, even if it's a wedding or it's a major event, can right. you draw, can you sketch it out for me? Right. Do you know That's what I mean? And and listen, this is the thing. It's sh- this is your day. This right. is your event. This is this is not their moment. I mean, it is a moment for whoever. Right. But they, this is you. You have to go and, and sell it. Right. Once you leave the chair. So my whole thing is, I feel like if you and if you find someone good, stay with them. Right. Never stay break in that up. area. Yeah. <laughs> so for example, I'll give you an example. Smoky eyes. Smoky eyes is, is interpreted differently across the world. So every, yeah. every girl has their own. Interpretation interpretation of what smoky is right so when someone comes to me and say oh i want smoky eyes so i have to understand that if this girl is a minimalist her idea of smoky is going to be completely different than right the showgirl's smoky eye right so i am i have to also intuit the mood of the person right and that changes the dynamic of what i'm going to give them if i say hey, listen i want fair faucet uh, you know situation with my hair right. i want big cascading curls i want victoria's secret hair that could possibly mean not as tight of a curl for someone who has to go to a law office or she's right. a mom than a girl who is going to go to on date night right. in Manhattan. And speaking of that, and then we're like pretty much running out of time, but got to get this question. Um, what can I, how should I do my hair and makeup to make men fall in love with me? Yeah, I love this. Honestly, <laughs> I think um, I love this place that I'm in in the business because like I'm totally, you know, I'm in business and I'm, I'm in the beauty of business, but I'm a guy. Like mm-hmm. I like being a dude. You right. Know? And um. And I feel like, you know, my clients like me because of the perspective I can lend. Right. But date makeup. So I'm going to tell you what's cool for guys. Guys like to see, um, guys like to see aspirational Mm -hmm. uh, beauty in women. And it doesn't have to be. Even though they think they like to see no makeup and like sweatpants. They don't. Guys like like either or. There's no middle ground. Yeah. So it's either all or nothing. It's either completely uh, utterly obsessed or uninterested in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that can be one of two things. I don't know. We've got to wrap up soon. But. Uh, guys love to see post gem, post soul cycle, mm-hmm. post like going for a run, glowy skin on a girl. Mm-hmm. Maybe if your hair is up in a top knot, uh, like a messy bun. Right. When you're feeling like you're not cute leaving the gym, it's actually a really beautiful time for women because your skin is flushed. You you look hydrated. You look glowing. Right. You have this yeah. lit from a thin quality. You've never seen leaving. me leave the gym. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even like no, yeah. But no, if you think about it, if you, there's there's this primal sort of thing that kicks in when a guy is seeing your skin flushed. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's, that's true. sexy. And it, it goes to the mind goes somewhere else. Um, but so, yeah. So just gray skin. Gray, guys love to see gray skin, mm-hmm. touchable skin, touchable lips, lips that are not in, inundated with gloss. You right. Know? That's why the matte trend is super big right now because it's boyfriend approved. But right. This guy still have on a full saturated dense lip. Right. So you're dressing for the ladies, but also you're making your guy happy as well. Right. And also guys want to introduce their women or their girlfriend to their friends and their family and realize that hey listen she's not this isn't this is the person i also laid down next to at night but she is beautiful so if you're covered in the 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 clown contour right to a certain extent you're not he's 
there's not just so much you who is yeah. introducing to right, someone else. Right. So that's why guys are sort of fearful of that. It's man eater makeup. Right. Um, man eater makeup. But, and I think it does that. communicate this sort of like high maintenance thing, which yeah. I think men are afraid of. Men are afraid of. But on the flip side, men do, do love if you the the forever reoccurring beauty staple. So the Sophia Loren mm. liner. Yes. There's something mesmerizing. Like guys are like, I hate to say this, but men are not that, you know, we, if you look at marketing, <laughs> yeah. it's always dumbed down just slightly for right. guys when it comes to shampoo and all this other kind of yeah. moisturizer. Yeah. Women are it's like, so don't savvy. smell. Yeah. <laughs> or like anti-grease, anti-grime, <laughs> moisturizer, you'll look young forever. But, um, so, but to your point, uh, uh, makeup that is actually really alluring for guys to look at, I'm going to give you three. So there's the the feline eye. The mm. feline eye dates back to biblical, biblical times mm -hmm. in terms of uh, you know they were doing this with coal and and things like that were really organic back in the day. This mm -hmm. is Cleopatra. This is how she got Mark Antony and all these other men, mm. um, which which is a very alluring presence. And women are with well within their right to dazzle and bewitch or cast a spell with yeah. a mascara with a lipstick. And I mean it's okay to. That's your right. That's what you. Ha that's what you right. can do. We can't do that. You can totally transform your look by just a swipe of matte red and a feline line. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing I would say. Blush. Blush is really key. So you know, put your hair up in a top knot. Don't you know? Too much fuss. If something's going to be really polished in one area, make it really undone or raw in another. Ooh, I love that. You know, like so. If your yeah, face is beat. Make sure your hair is soft and, and messy. Right. If your hair is perfect. And by beat, you mean heavily made up, right? Polished. Polished. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if your hair <laughs> is done, <laughs> if your hair is perfectly coiffed, just do tinted lip balm and like tons of mascara. Mm -hmm. But that dynamic or those elements that are that don't quite run parallel at visual interest, and yeah. which mm -hmm. is always kind of cool and nice to see with you know from your men. I mean, you know, the guys like to see. Right. And not to put you on the spot, but what no. do you think of my hair and makeup right now? I'm loving it. I'm, <laughs> first of all, I like your brows. That. I love your brows. Okay. And I like the contrast your brows add to your eyes. Yeah. But also, I like how you sort of rim the outside edges of your eyes. Yeah. And it gives like this feline shape without being too much. That's what but I was going for. But they're very deep set now. <laughs> yeah. They're very deep set. And I don't see a lot of mascara. It's just really smart I mean, like really the way you applied your eyeliner yeah. product placement is key well you know I think the reason it doesn't look like I'm wearing a lot of mascara is because I'm using like the same crusty old tube of mascara that I've had you for like it's just you know that's, those are the best mascara days the last few days in the tube of yeah. mascara is the thick. best yeah. it's just like it's tacky goopy. enough yeah you get that grunge rock star little Tammy Faye Baker action going yeah, on. yeah. Bring her on. <laughs> <laughs> love it um, well unfortunately we are out of time I know we could all talk all day long this was so fun and you know I kicked this off by saying we were talking about beauty, but I feel like we talked about life. Oh God, I know, it was so great. Like life feel and empowered. Love. And <laughs> so fun. <laughs> what can we do so after this? Yeah. Change I know, I know. Yeah. Let's do and it. We, I feel lifted. You yeah. Know? yeah. That's cool. what the Happy Hour podcast is here to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sir John, where yeah. should where is the best place for everyone that just fell in love with you uh, during this podcast to follow you? Um, like Insta, Instagram Twitter? is my favorite platform okay. at the moment. Snapchat soon. But you guys yeah. are going to get me on a snapping. <laughs> and yeah. all that so, Instagram, I'm SJB Life, SJB Life on Instagram. And um, it's pretty easy, and I'm there. My whole life plays out in front of you, and uh, I try to make it interesting. And when I'm not working like 21 hour days, I try to make sure I post a lot. Okay, yeah. perfect. So, yeah. so in those like those three those hours where you're not working, <laughs> yeah, posting nonstop. Okay, so everyone follow Sir John. Um, follow Car Carly Cardellino on Instagram. Follow Brooke. What is what is even your Instagram? Uh, Brooke Big Horse. My last right. name means Big Horse. <laughs> I should probably yes, just change horse. my last name. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, don't change it. It's gonna be I, your thing. Yeah, I like it. It's, 
It's kind of a porn star vibes, but it's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool, she though. She is a porn star. If you approve, then I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're stuck with it. And I am, as as always, at Elisa Benson. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, rate it, love it. Leave a comment about how annoying my voice is. That's what everyone else has done. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>